welcome, friends. We are so glad to have you with us for another episode of The Collective Podcast, where we strive to serve the church and bless the city. Each episode is going to encourage us through highlighting beautifully ordinary women living extraordinary lives of faithfulness. These women come from all areas of life, all ages, stages, and places. And I hope that the lives of these women challenge us to be all God has created us to be. And I hope it calls us toward our next step of faithfulness, our next best yes. Speaking of extraordinary faithfulness, ladies, I am so excited about this episode today. I am here with my lovely co-host, Chelsea Shea Friesen. Welcome, Chelsea. Hi, y'all. I'm so glad you're here. And today we're going to tackle a really important question. So the question is this, is there an expiration date to our faithfulness and usefulness to Christ? Mm. And I know some of y'all are like, hey, trick question, Callie. Absolutely. (laughs) Because though there's so many women I know who could answer this question so well by simply just allowing us to hold up a picture of their lives, today we get to talk with one of the greatest examples. And she's bothered that I'm going to say it this way, (laughs) but I am saying it this way. Trust me, you're going to want to listen to the wisdom of this woman. And also these truths are going to be applicable no matter what stage of life you're in. So whether you're still in college, you're married with young kids, or you're anywhere in between or beyond, there's going to be some really good wisdom and challenges in here that you won't want to miss. Yeah. And before we get started, I have to say this is an extreme honor for me because the woman we get to talk to today is actually my mentor. And it's so exciting. And I mean, I said some really funny things when we first, I, t- I told her she was my spirit animal the first day I met her. That's not the me. first time that's happened. Yeah. She called me creepy in her head, but it's yeah, okay. Yeah, I did. But I maybe love you even more. So <laughs> but, it's okay. But I want to introduce to you guys, Anne Daly. Anne, can you spend a minute and just tell us a little about who you are and what you like to do and what your passion is about this subject? Mm, you're so sweet. Well, I um, am a wife of 36 years. I'm a mother to three, two that I had the privilege of raising. They're in their 30s and one that I will meet in heaven. Mm. Um, I have a sweet daughter-in-law. My son is married and I have two beautiful grandsons who, um, my grandma name is Bunny, but they call me B right now. So Your grandma name is Bunny. It is. That's it is. my favorite grandma name I've ever heard. Well, there you go. I, but right now I'm B. Oh, so it's very, very fun. Um, I, uh, spend my days, uh, at Watermark Church as the women's director for regeneration, which is the 12 step, uh, Christ centered recovery program. If you would have said to me even 10 years ago that that's what I'd be doing, I would have laughed, laughed, laughed and mm-hmm. said, you're nuts. Yeah, no, no, no. I will be um, at one at a condo on the beach and then or maybe on a golf course mm. um, or I'd be uh, just enjoying uh, my late 50s resting. Mm-hmm. So um, so I love what I do. I spend lots of time there. And then when I'm not up at Watermark, um, I am home with my grandsons or I'm walking or hiking or biking or doing something active. Which I've got to be honest is one of the main reasons when I first met you, I was so drawn to you because you are an active woman and it's obvious that you're passionate about utilizing your life as you mature and you age into this new season. And so Speaking of that, can you tell us why you are so passionate about encouraging and deploying women over the age of 50? And can you just like set the scene for us of what women in the church who are around your age are thinking when it comes to involvement, service, or engagement? Like what's the environment of you and your peers and what what y'all are experiencing? Well, just a couple things. First of all, um, when we first came to Watermark, I was here to be a taker. 
Mm. I, I had spent my years already doing, I had raised my children, I had served in youth ministry, young life, and I was at a spot where like, I need, I need to learn. And so I was considering maybe going to DTS, but I really came here to be a taker. And God said, yeah, yeah, no, 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 we're going to do that a little differently. And, and I fought him on it. Um, I had a fashion business and I really felt like my ministry was to just love women one pair of jeans at a time. <laughs> God, you're so cool. <laughs> and um, oh, you just get cooler. And so, um, you know, women just, they even, they can be so beautiful in their clothes and they're like, oh, I've got the, uh, my hair needs to be colored or I need to be five pounds lighter and all the things. And so I really felt like that was my ministry. And then God said, hey, I, 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 I think you should be an admin. <laughs> and I said, no way am I going to do that. And so anyway, um, I think for me and for women our age is that um, we walk into maybe a place here where, where it's so young. You, do, mm. you see young right away and you go, there, there's no place for me here. Or you see folks who are seminary trained. And like that was me, like, I'm not seminary trained. I'm not equipped to be here and serve here. Um, or I also think sometimes, uh, like I shared earlier, we, we have this attitude of we've done our time. Um, and so if I serve, then I can't travel or I can't right. help with my grandchildren. Or I can't do the things that I want to do in right. my life right now. So it's just easier if I don't serve. Right. Which is such false thinking. It is. And we'll get into that more later because I'm excited to hear more about that because there's a part of me, if I'm honest, it's like, I mean, you have worked really hard. You have. You yeah. should take a yeah, break. Yeah, that's real. And, and so I think I'm excited to be challenged, too, of even because I think as a seven on the Enneagram, I live my life doing the next hard thing for the next happy reward. And so okay. I'm slowly learning that the Lord is crucifying that ideology in me. Yeah. And so I'm excited just even thinking like we don't get to stop. There's no, no there's no expiration. No. Yeah. And so specifically, what would you say women in this age and stage of life, given everything that you said before, have to offer? And so when I think about First Corinthians 12, you know, where the eye doesn't say to the hand, hey, I don't need you. And the hand says to the feet, hey, I'm good without you. Like that all the parts of the body are completely indispensable. We need every part of the body. What would you say this part of the body brings to the table and such value? Uh, we bring our story, mm. we bring our experience, um, we bring our gifts. And I think, um, I think sometimes for women my age, we, we don't really know our gifts because we've served maybe in the children's ministry because that's where our children were, or we've, we've served in meals or we've just, we've done kind of traditional church things. And, um, and so we don't even know, I, for myself, that was my own story. I thought, how am I going to bring my one Enneagram to the mm. church? I'm in all the details and, and I, I really didn't think the church was a place I could serve until I just sat in my giftings for a bit and understood what they were. And then I was like, oh, I, I can totally serve here. Like there's lots of things I can do here. Um, and so I think uh, I think that's we stumble in ourselves and our thinking and our stinking thinking, if you will. Mm. And uh, we have it even at our old age. I know you guys have it at a young age, too, because I've had it my whole life. Yeah. It's yeah. Insane. But that the pursuit of gifts has to be an active thing. That it, very much so. It has to it very much has to be an active thing. And sometimes we can't do that by ourselves. We need to invite others into that. Right. And often. Right. What do you say? If you don't know what your gifts are, ask your friend. Yes. Because they know. Yeah, I had to do that. So good, I yeah. had such a odd understanding of my gifts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm like, I think I'm good at this. My friend's like, no. Yeah, no, you shouldn't that's, do that. That's not mm -hmm. it for you. Yeah. And so I, I know that I get to see a lot of women, like I said earlier, we could just hold up a mirror to their life and go follow after them as they follow after Christ. And I know there's some women that we want to challenge. Hey, I think God could have more for you. Who are some women 
that you've been encouraged by either by what they do or by who they are in this stage of life, just getting after it, being faithful? Oh, it's fun. I have, uh, there's a few women that come to my mind immediately. One um, is Sally Michael. Mm-hmm. And Sally has started her own business and, and grew it. And then um, Sally just recently went through Regen. And she realized, hey, there's some things that I was thinking or I thought to be true that weren't. And I and and she just came out of it on the backside of just this excitement of how can I be used now that I have found some freedom and I've learned some things about myself. But she really came out in kind of the same as we were talking one day, our hearts of just like, how do we get women our age going? Mm. And what do we do? Uh, another one is my friend Lauren um, DeStefano. And Lauren jumped in when she was in Regen and she had younger leaders. And so Lauren, and I hear that all the time, I, women my age that come running up to me after their first night and they go, excuse me, I think you've got this wrong. Someone who's 12 years old is my leader <laughs> and I can't learn from them. And, and I always say, okay, no, we didn't get it wrong and just be patient. And at the end of it, there's just so much love going on yes. because both those age groups needed one another so badly and they didn't realize that. And so Lauren's one of those like, hey, I learned from the younger women and I'm excited about that. Wow. Um, and then I did well, which is a thing on staff. And it was all these young people running up and down the steps and all this stuff. But a friend of mine, Kathy Eckel, who was a little bit older than I was, and she is a professional, she teaches tennis. And she was like, I, I really thought I was fit. And she goes, this kicked my tail. Yeah. But she had so much fun. She, she embraced what she could learn from the younger people. Mm-hmm. And then also there's a point where when you're 58, there's things you just still, you can't do mm-hmm. and it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay. It's okay to adjust. So shout out for Well. That's a a health and wellness program here at Watermark Community Church that, you know, seeks health for the whole body, mind, and soul, which is legit. And I've done it. Body for God's glory. Yes. (laughs) Terrible. Speaking of stewardship, I mean, goodness gracious, what are some barriers or obstacles you think women over 50 will have to overcome to believe they should give this season of their life away? What lies are they believing? I mean, I'm sure there's plenty. Yes, there are plenty. I mean, the list, you know, that's how many, how much time do I have, right? Um, I think, first of all, we've said it, um, they come into this place where it looks really young. And, and, and our thriving adult, young adult ministry is our kind of our side door, and it's a main door here. And so people think, I'm just too old here. Uh, I think people come in here with an entitlement attitude um, of, what do you, you don't really have anything for me. You just have things for young people. Or it's the thing I deserve to step back. I've done my time. Um, I also think I'm going to call out, which is a ditch for women of all ages, they come in here and they compare themselves. Or, or you know what, you can't, If I, I'm not going to serve here because I was a leader somewhere else and I can't be a leader here. Um, uh, they're insecure. Um, and so, or, and it, I know I'm biased to this because I'm part of the recovery ministry here, but I think for some too, they haven't done the hard work yet of of realizing that they're maybe still stuck from some past hurts and some stinking thinking. And so um, those are just a those are a few of many. We said at the beginning that we hope this is helpful for everyone. So old, young, in between, whatever stage you're at, what would you say to all women about this subject? Well, I'd first say, how are you spending your time? If you're stuck in your, if you're not serving, then I would say, I would challenge you to say, are, are you in the word daily? Because the word is pretty clear about um, <clears throat> what we're to be doing. And so if we're not in the word, we're going to, we're going to miss just our call to action. But I also think um, 
for some folks, um, they think they think to themselves, I, I can't be serving because I don't know the word or, or I don't know enough of it. And I would say the other thing is what I have found is when I'm dealing in the word, it not only just inspires me to get out there to share and talk about Christ, but there isn't a day that I don't get to share what I read in the word mm-hmm. that morning. It's just there's such, you're, it's a missed opportunity not to be able to do that um, if you're not here. Yeah. And I mean, Titus 2, 4 oh, yeah. says, okay. these older women must train the younger women. And and there's a lot that it talks about what you should be trained in. Mm-hmm. But but if we stopped right there, I mean, no matter what age you are, there's always going to be somebody in, in discipleship that's younger than you. And yes. so that applies to all ages. Yeah. And so God asks us to do that. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a great place to, to just lean into. Of, hey, everybody, listen up. I mean, from the age of 16 and even earlier, but that's who we say we start ministering to people at 16. There's someone behind you in the race mm-hmm. that you can turn around and look to. And, you know, I know that kind of gets us into the subject of mentorship. And on that subject, I know we don't specifically like take women like I want to mentor, I want to mentee and like match them up at our body of believers. But we love when we hear about women pouring into one another and taking on that relationship. And we love that it looks a myriad of different ways. We've also, we've got some resources that we're going to be rolling out on the idea of mentorship and kind of like a how-to, because what I've noticed is on the mentee side, sometimes the mentee is just like, let me sit under your well and just (laughs) pour all your wisdom into me. And I don't want to have to do any work. Right. And, and so I want us to, to grow in that. And Chelsea Shea, I think this is interesting specifically for you because you asked several women yes. before to to mentor you. And I think what I want women who are being asked to mentor to, to hear is women just want to be around you. Yes. And, and they want to learn from what you said earlier, your experience and your wisdom and your life. You don't have to be at this echelon of spiritual maturity. And so how would you... And just encourage an older woman who's approached by a younger woman for the purpose of mentorship. Granted, she may ask really well. She may ask in a way that's like, will you spend the next four years with me? And you may have to gently go, no, <laughs> you know, but not, not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> from a couple things. Um, first of all, I would say to that younger woman, know that that older woman may be intimidated and overwhelmed by that because just because we're 58 doesn't mean we think we're all groovy and right. all that. I just said groovy. I love totally it. Oh my just, gosh. Just, I, I love you even more. You're welcome to everyone oh, who's listening to this. Oh, stinking part of my generation. Groovy. So, um, so first of all, just just know that um, you may think she's super great, but she she usually doesn't think. Actually, the woman you're going to ask to help you mentor doesn't think that way yeah. of herself. Um, and then the other thing that's super helpful, um, I would say for the the woman who is being asked to be the mentee, uh, don't just say, I mean, even though it's like, oh, this is amazing. Of course I want to do this. Somebody want, you know, there are those, if somebody wants me, it's great. You need to do a little due diligence and ask a couple questions first. That's mm-hmm. good. And so it's, hey, give me an idea of what, what you're looking for. Good. Um, give me an idea of how much time you're looking for. Um, and then I, I specifically asked Chelsea, I said, like, I, I want to know the topics that you want to talk about. So set her up well, yes. like younger woman, set that older woman up well so that she can come prepared, but also older woman set those expectations. Well, that's, it's all part of what the expectations are. If Chelsea was like, oh, I'm going to come over three days a week and we're going to have coffee and we're going to do this, right. whatever. I'd be like, you are out of your mind. Girlfriend. Right. I don't have that. Or I'd say, fine, just follow me around then. If we're going right. to do that. So, um, the other thing I really want to say is, Hey, it's not you coming 
to tell her all the things. It's you being willing to talk about your own messy story, talk about how life has been. She she doesn't want to be told what to do. She wants to be, she wants to hear what happened to you. Hmm. That's so good. And so, um, and, and she wants to know that you're choosing to get up and be faithful each morning when your feet hit the floor. Yeah. Yeah. She wants to follow you as you follow. Yeah. Right. And sometimes my feet hit the floor. And by the time I get to the threshold of my bedroom door, I have missed it 20 times. Yeah. And so, um, and sometimes it takes me all the way to get down the hallway. Right. (laughs) So anyway, but is that helpful? Absolutely. And I love that it can look so many different ways. One of the things that I've loved in different seasons in my life is there's seasons of life where I go, I can meet you for coffee. And there's seasons of life where I'm like, come with me to the grocery store. Yeah. And and I love that you're speaking to that flexibility of come and just let's do some life together. And it, there's seasons where it may look more formal. There's seasons where it looks crazy informal, but you're giving away Jesus to people and that's never going to return void. And it's been super helpful for me for any relationship that I've been in. Chelsea Jay, what would you say to the mentee in that situation? Yeah. And so Cal, you said something earlier is that I had asked a lot of women and what you didn't say very sweetly was that they had rejected me. <laughs> well, and, and I they was had, like, wait, was I number two? I was, was I five? Oh no. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I had asked, I think five, I think five over the course of maybe about two years, one and a half years. And consistently as I pursued, I, I had to learn and adjust like what you were saying about the expectation of my ask and realizing that it really is on me or whomever you are who wants to be mentored to take that first step. And can I just make a shout out that I got the courage to reach back out to Anne or not back out to Anne, to reach out to you after so many what felt like to me like brokenhearted failed attempts because a young girl underneath me had done that two days mm-hmm. earlier and asked that of me. And I thought, oh my goodness, to you, to our point, I was encouraged and spurred on by a girl who's younger than me. And I thought, man, if she can do this with such obedience to Christ and ferocity for her faith, I think I can muster up enough to make mm-hmm. one more ask and one more ask. And so I did ask Ian and it worked out for us for this season. But I do think the big thing, um, for us to do is, hey, yeah, to do some work. So I did spend some time thinking through, I mean, what are my time expectations? What works for us, like logistically, Mm -hmm. but then spiritually, emotionally, what are the subjects that I feel I need direction in? Um, Because obviously the Bible can uh, walk us through every subject and it's always relevant and it always fills, but what are some personal experiences that I would like to learn from on specific subjects? So I wrote that list out and sent it to Anne and that's our groundwork. Like that's where we've begun to have those conversations. So it is on the person seeking mentorship to pursue it and pursue it. And if it fails, pursue it again. Right. I love that. And that's why I love talking about this because it's so applicable to every single age and spectrum of women. And so, Anne, I would love to know, what are you hoping that women who listen to this episode feel after hearing it? And and what would you say is their next step of faithfulness? And then this is kind of a double question, but I'm going to go ahead and ask you both. How do you feel like the church can speak more directly to encourage and activate these incredible women? Because I think there's some impetus on the church, too, to mm-hmm. hold responsibility, create space for these women. Yeah, I would say, first and foremost, the one thing I don't want you to feel is discouraged. Mm. I just, I really don't. This is not a condemnation. This is a, hey, what if? What if mm. there's more? And, and I can tell you that there is more. Like friends my age, when they hear that both Bill and I are in full-time ministry, they're like, wait, wait, what? You're doing what? And I can tell you that this is one of the most joy-filled seasons of my life. 
it's so, so fun. And so um, you just, I would say, don't wait around two. I think a lot of times women my age, I think a lot of us do, they wait to be invited to the party. No one's asking me to be a mentor. Kyle, if, if you're sitting out there and you've had that thought, it's okay, me too, mm. right? But what I'd say to you is, who can you lean into? Yeah. If, if that's a, something in your heart and you want to do it, then, then insert yourself. Yes. You know, um, seek out somebody, start praying. God, who, who do you want me? You know, who do you want me to jump in with? I would say for those women who are, have been serving in a church and then something changes in their ministry, there's a shift and a change or, or um, a ministry moves to something else. And so the role they've always played has changed. And I would say if that happens to you, don't go, oh, well, I've been fired. Mm-hmm. Peace out. Yes. You know, um, when you if you can't immediately come up with where do I go next, um, bring in some other people and ask about that. I'd say for the church, help those women. It's yes. no different than if if a if a company reorganizes. People have been a part of that, and 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 you and so you help deploy your people to new places. So sit with those women, yeah, and say, hey, what are your giftings? And have you have you ever thought about this ministry? And I think that happens to me all the time. I never saw myself serving there. Mm. And, and they, they're, they're there because someone said, hey, you should try that. Yeah. And as a younger woman, can I just say to any woman out there listening who feels, you know, that, oh, my goodness, I'm just too old for this or I'm irrelevant or I don't know what my gifts are. I don't know any of that. Can I just tell you somebody who's a little bit younger going, man, we want to hear from you. This is not condemnation. This is a desire because of your mess, because of your experience. We want to hear from you. It's nothing to do with, um, hey, do more, do more. It's, hey, can I just come sit with you as you are and learn where you've been? And like Anne said, the person who feels that way is, if you're feeling that way, you're the right person to be pouring the Jesus that's in you into someone else. If you if, if we're responding with, oh yes, I yeah, I probably have lots that I could give you. That's the person I'm really gonna be like, check your heart a little yeah. bit. But the people who I and my mom's gonna kill me for bringing her up, but like my mom is the most godly woman I've ever known. And she is in that first square of like, oh my goodness, no, you don't need me. You need to let me give you five other women you need to go. And I am we are opposite in every way, but I would sit under her all day, every day, because what she gives me is scripture. And that is what, and she gives me her experience laced with scripture and there's nothing more powerful than that. Yeah, so this makes me just really excited to ask this to you and specifically, whether you're young or old, what are some small steps of faithfulness women in this life stage can take today? Well, I would say the first thing is get it out of your head that you're old. Yes. I mean, like get get rid get rid of that. And 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 if you're old, you are like you have to embrace that. I I'm gonna tell you this story because I made this note and it's a great story. Um, I hop up on stage every Monday night and I rap Regen. And and I, wait one second, you you rap? rap? I rap. Oh no no no. Okay, you guys, that's so funny because whenever I say that, that's what everyone says. And like I'm, I was about to love you even more if that's possible. Oh, you would not. No no. I am. Um, <laughs> anyway, but I hear I I, I think just um, I hear often from folks, thank you for doing that. There's a comfort in you. You remind me of my mom. Or I had someone tonight, I've had a couple of people say, you remind me of my grandma. No. Yes. And so, right, and, and, and part of me wants to go, like, I want to flick your mm. ear a little, whatever. <laughs> but, yeah, but, great. If, if that's giving that person comfort and encouragement, um, and and yes. they, they felt strong enough about that to tell me, then, Okay, I'll be grandma of Regen. Eh, whatever. It's okay. And so um, I think to just embrace that you are old. I think 
I, that's a that's a stuck point for me. What frustrates me is when I have these women who are around my age and they're doing everything they can to be younger. Yeah. Gosh. And um, I'd say have a young attitude, right? Have a young attitude, um, but it, you don't have to you don't have to look younger. Yeah. You know, just just be get in there, get in Absolutely. there and go. So um, I don't know. Did I answer the question? Yeah, because what we're talking about are small steps of faithfulness yeah. women can yeah. take. And so yeah. I think the oh. first step has to be in the head. Yeah. It has to be what is God teaching you in your heart and in your mind right. so that you can actually do actions yeah. or like take take an action yeah. step forward. So what are um, outside of thoughts? Yes. What are the things we can do? work towards. Thank you for bringing me back on the tracks, Chelsea. Um, I would say the other thing is um, find out what your gifts are and deploy them. Find out if you're even using your where you're serving right now, if it's if it, you're even gifted for that. And so I would say hop on, find a, a spiritual gifts test. Um, can I do a shout out to Dennison? He's got a great one, a spiritual yes. gifts. I don't know if we can do a link on something, but it's just, it's a really... Jim Dennison, the Dennison Forum? Dennison Forum, and it's just, if you go there and, right. and, and type in spiritual gifts, it's just a really helpful spiritual gift test. Um, and then I would ask, I would say, hey, ask yourself if what's holding you back. Um, and I would say, ask yourself the hard question is, am I holding back because um, I, I'm hurting from something? Um, or I have believed something about myself that's not true. And I'm stuck in the journey. And I would say to you, it's never too late to get unstuck. Yeah. So it's never too late if it's recovery or whatever you need to do. Um, if you have one year left, Spend your year in that so you're not unstuck. Beth Moore always says, I, I want to reach the gates of heaven dog tired. Yes. And like I said at the beginning, there's like a little bit of pushback in my flesh to that. Yeah. But then I experience those moments of letting myself be used by Jesus and feeling exhausted at the end of the day. And those are the days that I fall asleep with my, a smile on my face. Yeah, they're your best days. They're my best. There's the days when I have a whole thing planned out and I don't get to anything because I've had interruption after interruption and phone call after phone call. I feel the same way. Like I, my head hits the pillow and I say, Lord, I can't believe that I got to be part mm -hmm. of your work today. Ugh. I cannot believe that. Proverbs 16, 31. Says, gray hair is a crown of splendor. It is attained in the way of righteousness. And Ann Daly... You have walked righteously. You've allowed the mistakes of your past to fuel the righteousness of your current day living. You affect so many. Thank you for being a model for us of what it looks like to continue to just run hard after Jesus. And we're so grateful for you. We're grateful for your wisdom. We're grateful just for how you inspire other women to say, jump in with me. This is worth it. Pick up a shovel. Let's go. There's work to be done. And so thank you for doing that. And thank you for being with us today on The Collective Podcast. Hi, everyone. My name is Karen Hinson, and I'm one of the co-hosts for The Equipping Podcast. We are a podcast on issues of discipleship, theology, and apologetics. And if you want to dig deeper on some of these topics, we would love to have you tune in. I hope you enjoy the rest of your time on The Collective Podcast, and we look forward to having you as our friend, too. Bye. Peace. All right, Kelly. That was wonderful. Anne is I love her. so full of wisdom. I love her. Obviously, I need to probably just stop fangirling her. But 
<laughs> gets a little weird. It gets a little weird, as she said. But I want to take this opportunity to ask some of the questions that I feel like listeners are probably thinking to themselves. And I think mm-hmm. the chief among that, those questions being, so are you asking me to give up my job or my family vacations or time with my spouse, et cetera? Like, are you expecting me as this older woman to go into full-time ministry? I love that question because I feel almost defensive for some women who are in their 50s and 60s going, girl, you have worked hard. You should take a vacation if you can, you know. But at the same time, what I love about the Lord is I think we would go, no, absolutely not. But maybe because the Lord might tell you to go back into full-time ministry or he might call you to start a brand new ministry or he might, you know, who knows what the Lord's going to call you to. I think what we're saying is ask the question. You know, we're saying, Lord, am I doing everything that I can to be utilized fully for your kingdom? Mm. And he may end up going, man, pour into those grandbabies, my child, and well done, good and faithful servant. Or he may start to prick our hearts that we need to do something different or something more. And so there's a lot of freedom in that because the Holy Spirit's going to lead us. But I think what we are asking women is to be open um, to the fact he might want to use us more and also not count ourselves out at any stage of life. Because that's what I see as I talk to women. I think they say things like, oh, I don't have anything to give or I ha- I'm not mature enough. Or And I think what we're saying is a resounding, yes, you are. Yes, you have enough to give. And I mean, that's that's the exact, I think, second question. If I'm in these shoes going after all that you have said, I still feel like I'm not good enough. Maybe I don't know enough. Maybe I'm new in my faith as an older woman or... Maybe it's not that I'm new in my faith. It's, it's hey, I have plenty of faith, but I just don't think that's, like, I don't feel equipped to do that. I, I'm ready to check out. What do you say to that? I think to the woman that thinks she's not enough, I would say we all resonate with that. Mm-hmm. And what a beautifully humble place to be. And we just have to look at our Bibles to see the types of people that God uses to accomplish his glory and his purposes. And they are woefully imperfect people. And so almost if someone was sitting here saying that, I'd go, great, you are in the exact right position to allow the Lord to speak through you and have it not be about you. And to the second woman who's saying more of the like, I deserve a break, I think we would say, hey, absolutely you do, but full rest is found in obedience to Christ. And for me, that's been something the Lord's been taking me through. In Psalm 145 and 147, it talks all about just like, he is the fullness of our satisfaction, and it is in him and him alone that satisfies, and it is in him that gives us our rest and him that gives us the fulfillment of a life well-lived. And so to those women, I would think I would just say maybe expand your horizons to uh, knowing that God's not finished with us yet. Absolutely. And I think something, as I personally reflect on this, it's, I feel like people are constantly telling me to, to do more mm-hmm. and I, I don't have a ton of capacity. And I think what I've been learning that's so similar to this and is, Hey, what am I already doing that I can bring God into as an older woman who has kids or who does have like a vacation to plan for my family? Like, maybe it isn't adding things to the plate, but it's, it's contemplating and putting oh, those things yeah. before God and saying, how can you come into this space? I'm already in and make it a ministry for you and make your name greater in, in the places I'm already at. That's step one. And so it's not, it, there isn't much to add to the plate. That is excellent. And that's super, super practical too. As older women look to younger women, like you don't have to rearrange your whole life for God to utilize you. Like 
bring someone along with you when you hang out with your grandkids or bring someone along with you when, um, you know, you start a new club or something. I think life on life ministry is so powerful. So that's really good. Chelsea, it's super practical. Man, yeah. I just know as a mom, I, I can't handle more on my plate. I just have to ask God into what I'm already doing. So I hope that's encouraging to you guys out there. Which, speaking of, Callie, what would you say is the one thing you want women to hear coming out of this podcast and, and being encouraged by? I think I would pull far up to 40,000 feet from this whole conversation and take it to all women that not just women 50 plus, not any one section of women, but hey, any woman that is listening, you are loved by God. You are beautiful in his sight. You have been gifted specifically for his kingdom purposes, and he has use for you. I think that's what my prayer is, because I don't want women holding back in fear that they're not enough. And so you are enough just in the fact that you were made in the image of Almighty God, and he has work for you to do. So let's go doing it together. Man, I love that. As long as the Bible is relevant, you are a relevant teacher and he is enough. So through him, you can absolutely in Christ be enough to step into that faithful role. Man, this has been such a fun podcast to record. I've laughed so hard. It's wonderful. If you're listening today and you want to learn more about the collective, you can visit our website, watermark.org slash collective. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at watermark underscore collective girls the whole point of this is to unite and truly come together so if you have prayer requests or something that you want to ask please reach out to us at collective at watermark.org we can't wait to hear from you so go serve the church and bless the city we'll see you next time on the collective podcast 